Welcome to the Modern Rustic. I'm Russell. I'm Zach. I'm Mike. We are a community-based podcast from the heart of the Fraser Valley, where we have classic conversations about our current culture and the impact we have on it. So how does how does an air fryer work? An air fryer, essentially all it is, uh, is if you have an oven with a convection setting, right. that's all it is. And so the convection setting, all that means is that there's a fan inside the oven mm-hmm. that circulates the air. So yeah. a it, typical it, oven... E- even heating from yeah, all sides. Yeah, a typical oven is going to have hot spots naturally. Uh, and so a convection oven just negates that. Like it makes it so that uh, there's no hot spots. It's If you set it to 400, it's 400 everywhere. But how does that work? There's a fan. Is it just, is it just heat all over the place? Yeah, so the, the fan keeps the heat moving so that no one spot will sit and get too warm, so it's constantly moving. Mm. They should put those in microwaves. Uh, because microwaves I, are notorious for... I like, think microwaves, it is warm, the way they work, it's cold. The way they work is different. Yeah, because it's radiation. You can't fan yeah. radiation around. I think you can get convection microwaves, but it's it's different technology, and they're mm. usually... Well, it would probably just be like a more. toaster oven with a convection kind, kind of. Um... And they cost a lot more. Is that the same as broil? No, broil is just in your oven. It only turns the top heating element on Um, to the max it can go. Ovens are so interesting. Also, whoever thought that we should do microwaves? I mean, it's convenient until you get an air fryer and you realize how much better it is. I agree, but just think of the guy who invented the microwave. And he's sitting in his chair and he's, he's going, man. You know what we should do with this radiation that I just found? We should cook food with it. There's probably nothing wrong with that. It's efficient. Is <sighs> there anything wrong with it? Is there science to say that there's something wrong with microwaving your food? I don't know that there is. I don't know. I just know that if you microwave people, maybe like it's the, bad. <laughs> maybe like the first microwaves, but it yeah. can't, that can't be a thing now. Yeah. But they also still tell you, don't stand too close to the microwave. Do they? Pretty sure. Did you know? You know how microwaves they have the like the grates in front. I guess. Do you know why? Great addition. Do you know? (laughs) Do you know why they have the grate? I don't know. With the tiny little holes. Is it to let the microwaves out? No, quite the opposite. The microwave okay can't pass through that tiny little hole. Get out of here. I never will. That that doesn't make any sense. I just learned that today. Oh, did you? Did you really? Thank, thanks, Zach. Like just now? Well, yeah. The the, the, oh. re, the reason for the holes and it can't pass through it. Yeah, I just learned that. Yeah, that's why. So the microwave, a singular microwave, a microwave, yes, is is larger than that little hole yeah. in the grate in that's, the microwave. That's exactly right. Interesting. Yeah. Could you imagine if we could that see radiation? Could be I mean, not true. You can technically, in certain certain situations, you can. <sighs> okay. Yeah, but. Could you imagine if we had the capability to see all of the waves in the air, oh, yeah, yeah. like radio waves and microwaves and UV rays? Could you imagine that? That'd be a really lame superpower. How would you use that? I mean, that's kind of... Uh, getting a really good tan? Wasn't that like kind of the, what the chick in WandaVision that gets the powers when she was seeing things? That's oh, what she was photon? Seeing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of. She, she was seeing 
waves. But she can also control it, right? Because she can do like the energy blasts. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Right, 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 right. Speaking right. of radiation, I have landed on the strangest side of TikTok. Okay. You... The fact that you're on TikTok. I am on TikTok. Okay. Look, there's there's some good content on TikTok. We can circle back to okay. to okay. my defense of TikTok because okay. I was a TikTok antagonist for a long time. But um, I am on a side of TikTok of people buying Geiger counters and just scanning random things to see like what has lingering radiation. I think I, think I have seen that. I think yeah. I've seen clips of that. So yeah. like people like will order something from Amazon, put a Geiger counter on it. Oh look, it's radioactive, and just like all these random things, going to thrift stores and like pointing it at uh, glassware because they used to use uranium in glassware. Right. But like obviously they're not going to tell you about that at Value Village. Like, hey, by the way, <laughs> this wine glass has uranium in it because they're, they're not Geiger countering yeah, every piece of glassware that comes through. Different kinds of uranium too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, ass- I'm yeah. assuming it's not super harmful, but no, I can't, I can't imagine that it. You would be exposed to it in any quantity that it would be dangerous to I wouldn't want to drink out of it well that's I'm I think that we're giving the companies that make those products too much credit I think that if you have glassware from 40 years ago or 50 years ago that's you know at some thrift shop or secondhand store and it's made from radioactive stuff it's probably not good for you no definitely not but also like that doesn't happen anymore. People don't put uranium in glass anymore. Probably not. I don't 100% know. not. No? <laughs> no. It's no it's definitely a, not a problem. Never be 100%. I feel like uranium <laughs> is just too expensive. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it depends on the uranium. I think some uranium is not expensive. Really? But uranium is no, uranium. There's different kinds. How? It's an element. No. There, there are different... No, like numerical values of uranium that denote he's right yeah I think okay. he's right because like, like 238 if I am correct is like the most deadly because it that's the rating that it has right well, what's the one that they use for nuclear stuff 238 238 yeah so that's like the really expensive uranium but then there's also just normal uranium what's yellow cake uranium is that the same stuff that's a weapons grade weapons grade you I, be- I believe uranium. it's we- weapons grade I thought it was plutonium that they wanted no, uranium is also... No, it's uranium. You're right. Because that was in Triple X. <laughs> That's right. That was a terrible movie. Which one? All three. The two with Ice Ice Cube? Ice I think there's just one. Was it Ice, Ice Cube or Ice T? Ice Cube. It was Ice Cube. And then the third one, Return of Xander Cage? <sighs> that was so bad. I got halfway through that one, and it... Oh, I, there's did... no... St- at least the first one with Vin Diesel had an okay storyline. This one has no storyline. It's watching, but, but it has Vin Diesel. It does, <laughs> and it has cool stunts and action and him doing crazy stuff, which is what people want to watch. But it's it's worse than watching Fast and the Furious because at least Fast and Furious has like cars and really cool like special effects. Yeah, but the, this is like skateboarding. You're you're and... 100% right. But you got to remember the first Triple X came out when skateboarding was still like an early 2000s craze yeah, left yeah. over from the 90s and BMX was like pretty big at the time. Yeah. So all that shit just got worked into the movie. I agree with you. I I understand. I just the he new play, one. He, he plays the same character. It's just that in Xander Cage, he's a little, he emotes a little better mm. than Fast and Furious, where he's always like gloom and family. 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 You betrayed me. 
It's all about family. <laughs> I, I love you. It's always it's the same tone, right? Like <laughs> he has like a new it's, kid it's every slightly every different movie. in Zender Cage. I don't even know. It, it I just it's it's a different uh, aesthetic than Fast and Furious because he doesn't have as many things with engines, but it's still just him doing crazy stunts and. I mean, I'm all for it, because there's an audience that's always going to pay money for that, regardless of the storyline. Just like the the last Transformers movie that they made before Bumblebee, the trans, tra, the last night, or the last yeah, night. Yeah, something like that. Oh, gosh. Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins could not save that movie. You know how hard it is for Anthony Hopkins to not save a movie? I mean, if I, I, didn't, I haven't watched all of it, I'm pretty sure he plays a pretty... Minor role yes, in it. Yes, he does. But Isn't usually he Merlin. He, he's, essentially, he's like yeah. he's like the family lineage of Merlin, and yeah. then I think he's in it for twenty minutes, yeah. and then they ta- they reference back to him a few times and do like cutaways. They must like, have paid him we're so on, much. We're on money. the phone, and then right? that's it. Yeah, but I'm I guess sure they did. Uh, I don't know. He must have gotten a fat paycheck. He does, and for that's the thing. Two days of work. Yeah, those types of movies if that they know they're gonna make absolutely incredible amounts of money making these movies and selling them and people are going to want to see it so i can understand why we have them and i also understand that actors essentially sign on to those movies just so that they can pay for their lifestyle yeah (laughs) because it's an easy you know whatever 20 million dollars i don't know what the numbers how do they get paid it depends because yeah. there's like you can be paid scale, which is just like you're paid an hour. I think it's hourly rate. I don't know how the scale works, but it's uh, being paid on scale is less than most actors to get when they're like headlining a movie. Because mm. what was that? What was that controversy uh, with Scarlett Johansson and the Black Widow movie? That was different. That was about the, it being released. Right, but she didn't get paid nearly as much as she was yeah, supposed to. Yeah, because it was in her contract that she would get a cut of the box office, but it never went to the box oh. office. And so, yeah. yeah. Well, it did, but not till later. Yeah, okay. it, it did at the same time when it went online, which affected its yeah. box office. Which Oh, was it the same time? It was maybe like a week later. Oh, it was okay. a very short time period. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it basically cut a huge margin of yeah. what she would have made. Even if the movie didn't perform well, it's still a Marvel movie. Yeah. Do you think that they're going to somehow recoup those costs via Disney Plus or something? Or? Well, she was paid out. Like, within okay. the lawsuit, she was paid out, like, whatever the settlement was. Yeah. And apparently they have a good relationship because she's going to be directing a future Marvel Studios project. That probably might have been worked into the deal. Yeah, 100% it was. Yeah. Do you think that maybe it was her, you know, behind closed doors with the Marvel execs, and they're like, hey... We want to garner more advertisement for this movie, so you should sue us, so then everyone will go watch it in support of Scarlett Johansson, and then you'll get paid more. There's a conspiracy there, theory right there. There's a good chance that somebody might have mentioned it to her, but they're probably not the the ones at the top that paid that cut the checks to be like, hey we could get some really good buzz about this and right. you could make money because this is happening for these guys that are my bosses. Mm. Also, to be clear, it wasn't Marvel Studios she was suing. It's Disney. She oh, was suing Disney. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. She went right for the mouse. That makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. I actually just... She is an assassin. Yeah. That's true. That's true. She, That's a good movie. She is the internet. Is she? How does that work? That's an obscure movie reference. Wait, is that the... Um, it's not that. Well, Freeman? She's in a flash drive. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Lucy. Lucy. Yeah. I knew it was just a woman's name. What a bad remember. movie. Really? Yeah, that's a bad movie. It's not great. It's it's not saved, and she's in it, which you think maybe maybe, and then uh, Morgan Freeman is in it. He mm. didn't save it either. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I've seen worse. Have you seen Salt? <laughs> I've seen Salt. I don't I, think I have. Actually I seen always, salt. whenever I think of like Lucy, I always think of Salt. And when I think of Salt, I think of Lucy because well, it's the same director. They came out around I think the same it's, time. It feels it does they, around the same time. It feels like a very similar movie. I don't think it was the same. time. A couple years, like maybe, a lot of maybe, years. Really? I think it was yeah. like two or three years. I think it was a lot of years. I'll, I'll check. You check. Yeah, Let's, we'll your, look into but that. It, 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 it's shot like a very similar movie, uh, and they're both disappointing despite their good cast. Yeah, I am inclined to agree with you. I think that there was a time where they were just making female protagonist action movies just because they wanted to and they weren't good not to say that male protagonist action movies were any better at the time they probably aren't any better now depending statistically speaking but there there is still that push because they want more female leads which is great but they usually it's at the expense of the movie i don't think that that's the case anymore it no was, it, definitely was. Anymore. it definitely was not as much anymore but yeah but yeah that was around the same time we had the Twilight phase and the Hunger Games phase and the Divergent series, which never even finished because that was the tail end of that whole era. Got a late start. Did it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But it's actually really interesting because I could talk about that for a while because I just listened to this five-part <laughs> Twilight series podcast about how it changed movie society and film society to change the minds of the the. The head, the head honcho guys making movies because before Twilight, and interrupt me if we, if we have to go back to something, but uh, before Twilight, there wasn't any. They didn't make movies for women, essentially. Well, yeah, maybe they did, but they weren't like that kind of yes. movie. Yeah, yeah. So there, there was no, you know, before that, it was the the biggest money maker that they'd ever made for young women was. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, which made I think like forty million or fifty million, which is nothing, right? Yeah. So they they had the understanding, the movie execs, that they had the understanding that we need to just continue marketing to men, and specifically between you know fifteen and forty, because those are the people that go to movies. So they just made all their movies about directed towards you know not all movies, but you know blockbuster movies towards that audience so but when twilight became a phenomenon then they realized and they made the movie and they inst they made the movie and then they instantly uh said okay we're making another one they realized they set a precedent because you can take something that females young females are interested in and want to see and they can actually make money on it so then they had all those you know YA movies after that which made tons of money but it just it was really interesting because it changed it, it it moved the needle on how they view their audience at movie theaters and how they can market and make more movies so it was just really interesting well I don't know that I would credit Twilight with like it's part, revitalizing it's part the YA 
I think that what it did revitalize, because like instantly my mind goes to before that Harry Potter, mm. like that was huge. <clears throat> yeah, true, true. But true. with Twilight, they learned we can make these movies. They don't have to be good. <laughs> like, I think the first Twilight movie isn't that bad. Like, it at least has some some style, some flavor. Okay. The other ones are plain toast. They are the most like by the books boring movies ever made. And yeah. So like they realized like oh we don't really have to put much effort in. This can just be like paint by the numbers, get it out the door. Mm-hmm. We don't have to spend a ton of money to make it. Whereas like Harry Potter like they were spending crazy money to make those movies. Yeah. And then that trend just died out with uh, with Divergent. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, but I also think that that's also just a natural progression of the film series, right? A lot of franchise movies, the first one's the best, the rest are, eh, usually. Yeah. Well, it, dep- it depends on the series, but usually you never beat the best, the first one, and it's, okay, we're just making the rest because there's still story to be made. See, me and you have had this made. argument a few times about <laughs> sequels not being better. That's true. And we've found a lot of examples. We well, did. Harry Potter... Harry, like, po- Harry Potter, the Indi- first Harry Indiana Potter. Jones, I would say the second and third are arguably better than the Ooh, first. I disagree. I hard disagree with that. Uh, which one? Indiana Jones. You think the first one is the better of all three? 100%. Okay. <laughs> You're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> I am. I haven't seen the Indiana Jones movies in a while. I would say my favorite is probably... Mm, they're all really good. But probably the... Uh, I was going to say Crystal Skull. No, not Crystal <laughs> no, Skull. That's, that's why I said three, the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the Stones one. The Temple of Doom, sorry. Temple of Doom is probably my favorite. Temple of Doom has a lot of style, admittedly, yeah. that the other ones might be lagging, but I don't know. The other ones are really good. To be fair... To be fair. Temple of Fair... <laughs> temple of Fairness. <laughs> temple of Doom is the one I've seen... Far more than the other two. So it sits in my memory. Really? I've, I've seen the other two way more times than Temple of Doom. I I think I've only seen the third one once or twice when I was a kid. Sean, I've seen Temple cl- of Doom like classic Sean Connery. 15 times. Temple of Doom is great. Yeah. I agree. I'm not knocking Sean. He's great. You know, rest in peace. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just different for me because I've, I've seen Temple of Doom way more. So, and whoever, I don't know. I haven't seen the first one in ages. You want to talk about movies that, like, set the stage for how movies are made after the fact? Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, changed the way movies were made. That's true. And written. Yeah, no, I I agree. It's a hugely influential film. I think Temple of Doom just has a different style to it. Yeah. That Mm. makes it more memorable. Yeah. But what do you mean when you say that, Zach? How does it how did it change the landscape? Just like story structure wise, like it kind of just revitalized and changed the action genre. Okay. Like action, you look at action movies before Raiders of the Lost yeah, Ark, 100%. and then you look at action movies after Raiders of the Lost Ark. The ones that came after the Raiders of the Lost Ark is Raiders of the Lost Ark <laughs> with a different coat of paint. Like after that movie came out, it was just everybody's making Raiders. Yeah, I agree with that. You're probably right. I can't think of examples right now. I just got a real soft spot for the, f- soft spot for the third one. Yeah, it's it's a great ad- it's a great 
action movie, but it has like really good narrative story beats. That it's just an adventure movie. Yeah, I'm not saying they're bad movies by any stretch. I don't think anyone's going to say that. No. It's okay. You, I just think that you chose poorly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so, moral of the story: uh, Watch no Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. If you're listening, audience. And you disagree, you can email us at the Modern Rustic Podcast at gmail.com. Because did George Lucas write Indiana Jones? I believe he wrote the, at least the first one. Or was he just a producer? That's a good question. I couldn't tell you for sure. Yeah. I believe he was more involved with Indiana Jones. Because he did the same thing with Star Wars. Like, Star Wars also set the stage for how stories are told in movies. Mm-hmm. Like the first Star Wars. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I do have a question for you, though, Zach. Who, me? Yeah, you. Then who? No, you said it wrong. It was, couldn't be. Couldn't be. Oh, then yeah. who? Yes. Okay. Uh, what do you think about method acting? What do I think about method acting? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to answer that question. Do you think it's actually as important as they try and make it out to be? Well, I don't know that it's important, but... Do you think that the, the paragon of method actors... Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day. Do you think that... He, and he is lauded as the best actor in the world. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, is Would he be as good at what he does if he doesn't do method acting? Because he gets heavy. Yeah. Yeah, he, he goes hard, to put it uh, to put it frankly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's him. And, like, he's that's the decision he's making, to go about it that way. So if he thinks that that's the best way for him to put forth a performance of a lifetime, then that's for him. Hmm. Okay. We've never seen him act without him doing method acting, as far as I'm aware. Like he, no, he does done it every, every movie he's in. Yeah, it takes him year. It takes him months, if not years, to get into the character. Yeah, and then he completely becomes them. He lives their life. When he was um, uh, Gangs of New York, he lived. As Billy the Butcher for a while. Yeah. And it's crazy. And what, what was... Um, I, can't remember, I don't remember all the ones he's in. Irregardless. Yeah, it's just crazy. But if you weren't Daniel Day-Lewis, would it be worth it? Or is it that's just his shtick? Well, I mean, other people have done it too. And the problem with method acting is that it's almost always at the cost of everybody else's sanity. Like, mm. did you see the... Uh, what's it called? Me and Andy or Andy and I? What's that? The, it's the documentary about Jim Carrey when he made Man on the Moon. Okay. And he was, like, method acting as Andy Kaufman. Right. And Andy Kaufman is, like, notoriously one of the strangest people. And, like, even the people who knew Andy thought Jim Carrey was taking it too far and, like, just being an asshole to everybody. Okay. Because he thought it's what Andy would do, even when the people who knew Andy were like, Andy would never have done this. Mm. so like it, it goes a little far and like that even carries over to Daniel Day-Lewis like when he was making my favorite movie of all time There Will Be Blood of course uh, one of his co-stars quit and they had to recast because they were like I'm scared of this guy mm. so he quit and they had to recast him like That's it's powerful. always at the cost of everybody else's mental health which is a problem but it almost always yields Incredible Pretty positive results, results except yeah. for one, Jared Leto's Joker. 
the yep. first, first thing that came to mind when yeah. Russell said, hey, what do you think about method acting? Yeah, yeah I was going to bring that up next because I was going to say, you know, think of the incredible examples of method acting we have. Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. The the he he play he was the Joker for months before, yeah. right? And he locked himself in a room for I don't remember how long. It was like thirty days. Really? Yeah. Gosh. Alone. Okay. Yeah. But then we had an incredible performance that everyone loved, and then you have Jared Leto's Joker who tried to do the same thing. Yeah. And failed miserably. And again, like I I don't think that I've heard any any stories of people. And it might just be because of what happened after the fact, but I don't think I've heard any stories about people complaining about the way Heath Ledger acted on set. Mm. Well, but, yeah, it's also the kind of thing you, you wouldn't you wouldn't bring up anything like that after, well, yeah, after exactly. what happened we, anyway. Yeah, we've talked about that before. No one ever talks bad about people after they've died. No, yeah. and if they do, they cover it up. Yeah, but like the stuff that Jared Leto was doing was like gross. No, well, because abusive. Well, because mm-hmm. like there were months even before the movie came out of just like the notorious shit that he was doing. Yeah. Which, mm. I don't know, do you think that actually happened, or was is that, again, just all a publicity stunt from DC? That's possible. Like, yeah. yeah. Anything Look how crazy us, right? our new Joker but I, is. I feel like Jared Leto's the kind of guy that, if he's method acting, and he's, yeah. and he's committed to it, he would do some stupid shit yeah. like that. He's such a whack job. <laughs> <laughs> An apt term. I, don't, I haven't really ever liked him in most of the stuff he's in. I watched his movie, uh, I think it's called The Outsider, or it's another word like that. Yeah. Uh, and he's in. He basically joins the Yakuza, and yeah. it's actually a pretty good movie. I just, I, I don't know. I just don't like Jared Leto. That I much. like him like in small doses. Like he was good in Fight Club. I liked him in Fight Club. Sure. Or like Panic Room. Was that a small role? He was the main villain in Panic Room. So that doesn't. Yeah, work. but like even even like the main villain in Panic Room wasn't like. He wasn't in it a lot. He didn't have a lot he, of screen yeah. time. I, I think 100%. If he's not like the main actor, he he does do a lot better. Yeah. Because mm. I've seen things that he, that he is good in. I'm waiting for Morbius. I cannot <laughs> wait to see the dumpster fire that Morbius is going to be. It's yeah, true. I don't know. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, I don't know about that one. And then the quick sweep of like, oh, well, this movie had problems, you know, going back as far as this, after like the reviews come out and oh, it's a terrible movie. People are going to be like, well, you know, it was played from the beginning and all this was happening. Yeah. And we couldn't get the budget to do this and we couldn't make it R-rated, so we had to, like, you know, obviously shift tones and they're going to have so many excuses for why that movie failed. Yeah. They also put it in, what is it, end of, or middle of March, end of March. No movie that's released before April do they expect to make money off of. And yeah, sometimes. Quarter, quarter one is usually... Like the, not movie. not the yeah not the strongest showing. This year though is different, like because people are itching to go back to the movies after two years of yeah. not going to the movies. People want to go back. Yeah. So like like uh, Batman just came out last week. Oh, I'm excited. And yeah, I'm gonna go see it this weekend. Um. And it was uh, Warner Brothers' biggest opening ever. Yeah. Ever. Really? And it's March. Like that doesn't happen. Wow. <laughs> Like, that doesn't usually happen until the summer. I'm pretty sure that is the biggest movie so far this year, though. Oh, 100%. This year, for yeah. sure. For I don't, sure. I don't think there's been a lot else yeah. recently. No, not really. I actually um, do have a question about Batman for you guys. We can continue, though, but I just want to circle back. I want to talk about the man-bat that is Morbius. <laughs> Please. I don't. I'm done with that. I, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm going to hold judgment <laughs> until I've seen it, but... 
knowing the type of movie that they make and knowing what they've done in the past and knowing the story of Morbius <laughs> and from the trailer and the the wording that they've used in the trailer, I think that all the good stuff is already in the trailer. Yeah. And even that's not that great. Just so. the idea of building like a cinematic universe around Spider-Man villains. See, but I like that. I mean, it's kind of cool, but like... Yeah, but like, I can see the movie is going to be... It's gonna movie's gonna be how it is, but I know for a fact, like, cause that they're setting up, they want to set up so much, yeah. That the last quarter of it is just gonna be like, hey, you know, Venom? he's gonna get caught by the police because he's gonna meet the vulture because yeah. they're gonna show, you know, Scorpion again, yeah. who's being outfitted by the Tinker and all of the yeah. like. It's gonna oh, yeah. roll into shit for like the last quarter of the movie. Yeah. But see, I when I first heard that they were making the Sony universe of Spider-Man villains or whatever they're calling it. It's yeah, it's a mouthful. Sonyverse? I don't know. It's like the Sony cinematic universe for Spider-Man. Right. Something like that. Irregardless, they're going to work on they should work on the name. They don't even have a name. The fact that they don't have a name is bad. It's anyways. They have an acronym. They have an acronym. <laughs> I actually want to look it up cuz it was kind of funny. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Anyways, I loved the idea because a lot of heroes, superheroes, comic books, everything, they're defined by their villains. And they, if you don't have a good villain on the other side of the spectrum to contrast the hero, you have nothing. What is it? <laughs> okay, so it's actually, they changed the name because they realized how bad the first name was. Okay. Now it's just called Sony's Spider-Man Universe. SSU. Pretty easy. <laughs> Originally, it was called the Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Characters. That's awful. That spells spum. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Spum, oh, that's C, but... That's, that's amazing. Spum, nonetheless. Spum. <laughs> Folks, I am so excited spunk. for the... Spunk. Yeah. I can't remember the next Spunk movie. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, bad. Real bad. Oh, brought to you by Spum. Are they, are they still planning to do Craven? Yes, they are. Yeah. They just announced. I, I hope they do a good job. Yeah, yeah I just saw a new casting today. Yes. Yeah. Um, Somebody's playing Calypso. I can't remember who. It's somebody, and I don't remember. Yeah. But I like. I don't think I knew who they. But were. Aaron Taylor Johnson is Craven. That's so. That, weird. That's. I'm excited because I think that if they get a good director and it's a good story, that could be a real winner. I agree. Yeah, like Morbius be. and Venom, like those are really hard because there's so much like. But Venom went over so well. Supernatural and like spacey sci-fi stuff involved with their origins where Craven, you could dumb it down a lot easier to grasp. Yeah. Yes, because he's a base level And make it more grounded, but still retain like the character. I just want Craven to be the villain in a Spider-Man movie. I don't want a Craven movie. And I want I a Craven like and Spider-Man movie. But they're just doing what DC tried to do, and they're just making a bunch of movies, and then they're going to stick them all together. Yeah, that doesn't that didn't work. Didn't <laughs> Why are they trying that? that? It didn't work. Yeah, Universal tried to do that with the with the Monster Universe. Oh, oh yeah, they couldn't. What even did they, no, did no, they no, make no. two movies and then give up? They made they made a movie, then they made hey, this is our this is our entry into this universe, and this one's also included because it was like they didn't. They it was didn't, the Dracula movie, right? Dracula Untold or whatever. Yep, Dracula that came out before they announced they were going to do right. the whole thing. But it was and their then testing they and yeah. then they made the mummy. Yeah. Which they tied back to Dracula. Yes. Yes. And then they gave up. Yes. Yeah. Because the mummy tanked. Yeah. I actually didn't mind that Dracula movie. Dracula Untold. No, I thought I it, was it was okay. okay. The Dracula movie was great. The mummy movie tanked and then they gave up. <laughs> yeah. I love the last line of that Dracula movie though is uh I the the name of the actor's gonna escape me. 
but like the guy it's who, Tom Cruise. It's not Tom Cruise. <laughs> Shut up. No, Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Literally, there's a scene where it's like it becomes modern times, and you see Dracula out of pan as he walks past the camera, and then this character that you've seen previously in the movie in the past walks by and says, "Let the games begin," and it cuts. That's the perfect like intro to a failed franchise. <laughs> and then they never made another movie. <laughs> yeah, they never made another movie. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, it's like they have the end credits scene for Justice League. Uh... It was with Joe Manganiello, and they were oh, going to set up the, right. the Sinister yeah. Society, or what was it? The Villain Society, or whatever it is. Legion of Doom. Le- mm, no, different. No, it's Lex Luthor makes the Legion of Doom. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mike's right. Potentially. <laughs> I'm or, gonna, or, I'm or, or do you mean the Injustice Society? And, sorry, yes, the Injustice Society. I don't that's, think Deathstroke is part of the Injustice Society. He is. Though. He's not part of the Legion of Doom. All right. <laughs> I think I'm right, but I'm not sure. Did you guys like Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I did. I actually. did too. I he wasn't the worst part of those movies. I was sure. on board for it. Like I was fine with it. Mm-hmm. Everybody else hated it, but I was like, I kind of want to see it. It was and a, then we it was a neat one. way to do like a younger, yeah, smart. Yeah. And I think Lex. he had some crazy in him, like enough crazy to like make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The red coats are coming, or what, the red yeah. capes. The red capes are coming. Yeah. It was cool. He. It was an interesting take. Still better than Jared Leto's Joker. So yeah. yeah, you could tell that he was like trying to have fun with it. Yeah, he was trying like to not take it super seriously. Yeah. He had hair for like that entire movie, the whole movie right? except the end. Yeah. yeah, that was a bummer. But yeah, he looked really weird with that hair, though. <laughs> like, it was not a great look for him. So it somehow made him look smaller. Yeah, yeah. I would see a Deathstroke movie if they made just Deathstroke. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Well, they they had plans to make that that Batfleck Deathstroke movie, and that was going to be. Awesome. That probably would have been pretty cool. Yeah. I also kind of liked Ben Affleck as Batman. I didn't mind him. Yeah. As like an older Batman, I was fine yeah. with that. It's like Batman uh, Forever. Not Forever. Um, <laughs> Batman Returns. The comics, Batman Returns. Oh, yeah. The Dark Knight Returns. Sorry, yes. Yeah. The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. I, it's sad that I yeah. got Yeah, I think if they had gone like a storyline like that, that would have been... Yeah. He would have done but they did. B- better. They did. Because no. they, they based his armor around that. Yeah. That armor. There was a lot of nods to the Dark Knight Returns in Batman vs Superman. Oh, there's yeah. like whole scenes that are ripped yeah. from the panels. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the, the armor and he's got like the the knuckles. Yeah, all yeah. that for the audience's uh, listening pleasure. The Dark Knight Returns is a comic book series, probably the most one of the most famous Batman series ever to exist. Yeah. Where it's an alternate future where Batman has gone rogue essentially, and he has to kill. Superman and fight all of the other Justice League members, and it's like a post-apocalyptic world uh, where it's not. It's not quite yeah. po- post-apocalyptic because Superman is working for the government that still exists. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. It, it's it's like it's a grittier future. Yeah. yeah it's dystopian, and it's, it's like dystopian. Batman has retired, right? It's him yes. coming out of retirement. Yeah. yeah. Batman has retired. Yeah. Superman it, it still works for the government. He's become uh, basically a hitman. And he, it's it's really cool how they do the characters, how everybody's old, and then they, it's really yeah. Uh, the animated movie is pretty good too. Both I, phenomenal. I loved the animated one. Yeah. It, yeah. Was a, it was really good. Yeah. That's something that DC has always done better than Marvel. Marvel, mm-hmm. I mean, up until I guess this last year with What If, which I haven't seen. But oh, really? You haven't seen I, What If still? I haven't watched it. No, oh, I watched the one episode with good. you guys, the zombies episode. But that was a good one. Yeah. See, the crazy thing is that now Marvel is do- making these shows, and they actually matter to the storyline of their movies. Yeah. 
So you, it's it's so smart on their point because they make so much money. But you have to watch everything they put out. Well, the same for the DC animated ones. There was up until I think last year a huge through line for all of them to be like in continuity with each other. Mm -hmm. Up until uh, I forget the name of it. I think it was Apocalypse War. Sure. Where they basically do a flashpoint to reset it. Mm, and then oh, yeah. the first movie that came out after that was like different animation style. It was retelling Superman's origin. And they've done like two, I think, since then. But now they're going back with a new one, I think, I saw next month with uh, Constantine. Oh, wow. Ooh. And it's like repercussions of. Because he was responsible for doing the Flashpoint thing okay. at, at the end of the movie. So it's like they're flipping back to it. Oh, a little okay. Bit. It actually looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, DC animated stuff has always been pretty strong. Even as just like... Because, I mean, a lot of them are just like shot-for-shot shot remakes of the comic books that oh, the they're Owls adapting. Was, you've seen the Court of Owls I haven't seen the Court of Owls one. That's one of the better ones. I really liked that uh, that run in the comics. I liked it a lot. Yeah. So I should probably watch that one. It's really good. It's yeah. very good. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you guys my question yes. in regards to the Batman? Please. Uh did you guys see what the runtime is for the Batman? Three, three hours. hours. It is three minutes shy of three hours. Nuts. For an entry into a franchise. Yeah. Are movies getting too long? Not at all. You don't think so? You don't think three hours for the beginning of a franchise is too long? Look, I mean, we discussed this on one of our earlier episodes. Oh, did we? But, but just the fact that when we talked to Victor, we talked about how movies are designed... For given such a time frame so that you can fit X number of movies in a screening. Oh, event, right, yeah, yeah. Right? So I love that we're pushing that boundary. I love that we're making, give me a five hour movie. Give me a four hour movie. I don't care. If it's something I want to watch, I'm going to watch it. I yeah. feel like like that's the strength of doing like two parts, though. You can do a four hour movie, but it's in two parts. Yeah. And that, and look, and that makes sense because a lot of the part one and part two movies, they just film them right back yeah, to back, yeah. right? It, it, filming, it is it is one. They just put yeah. a break in it. Right? They're filming, what, four Avatar movies at the same time right now? If we ever see them, who cares? James Cameron, move on. Give me something fresh. <laughs> if you're listening. He is. Oh, yeah. No yeah. doubt. No I sent doubt. him an email last week. He gets, uh, he, he, can, he got Wi-Fi in his little uh, submarine <laughs> in the Titanic, so he yeah. can hear us. Yeah. He's still down there. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, that's a discussion we can have, too. But James Cameron's great. Yeah, we should have him on. We can talk about the fact that Titanic is not the real Titanic. I have a guess for that. I'll send him an email right now. Please, yeah. 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 Uh, What was I just... But So you guys don't think that three hours is too long? I I think for a movie sit, like a theater sit-down, it is. Yeah. Without having, like, an actual intermission. Right. Like like movies used to have. Yeah. But I mean, the, the Lord of the Rings movies are just as long, aren't they? Yeah. In theater, I don't think they were still... They were like 220, 230, maybe. Mm. Which is still a long time, but like... I think Return of the King was like pretty close to three hours. Because the extended edition is like three and a half hours long. Right. Maybe. But for the... I mean, and that is the phenomenon, that film franchise. That... You you can't do that over again, no. right? It's, it's a once... One-time deal. That sort of cultural impact. But... Take, for example, the Scott Snyder Justice League cut. Or, sorry, Zack Snyder Justice League cut. That'd be interesting if Scott Snyder did. <laughs> it was four hours. It was four right? hours something, right? Yeah. People loved it. But they, they cut it up it, but... They cut it up into, like, an episodic thing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, people say that they loved it because everyone was complaining about, this movie, this movie would have been better if we had gotten the unedited version that was initially intended. 
it wasn't that much better. I still haven't seen the Snyder Cut, so I can't I'll admit that. that the CG in the villain is is better. He looks less derpy. Yeah, but it doesn't really add that much. There's like better character moments, but they're still pretty short. I just also think I remember thinking when I went to see. Yeah, do you want to say that again when he's not pouring water? I think we should leave that up. <laughs> Drink your water, folks. I remember thinking when uh, when I saw the Justice League for the first time, sitting in the theater watching it and being like, "Oh, this is the part where Joss Whedon took over." Like, there's a pretty significant tonal shift in the movie at a certain point where it's like, "Okay." Joss Whedon shot this scene. Zack Snyder shot this scene. I feel like you can tell when you're watching that movie. I'd have to watch like the, the original again. Maybe like after the Atlantis thing? Is that what you're thinking? Or, or It's like as soon as the Justice League gets back together, or gets together in the first place, and they all start like, you know, quipping like the Avengers. Sure, it, it, like, the it, Avengers in, the hang, in the hangar kind of thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. It just immediately starts feeling like the Avengers, and it's like, oh, okay. That's that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can see that, and I think I think that was after around that part in the movie. It's like where they went to Atlantis, and then it kind of shot back to like, okay, now you need to come and help us, kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, who better to direct a movie about uh, ensemble superhero film coming together than Joss Whedon? I mean, yeah, they hired James the easy choice. James Gunn. Yeah, going, yeah, James Gunn. Yeah, Taika Waititi. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm they weren't saying... names yet, though. Like, Taika Waititi well, was. Yeah. Nah, Ragnarok hadn't come out yet. And before no, but Ragnarok, he, he was still he was still doing successful movies before that. In that the indie cool. scene, not blockbusters. No, he he shot to yeah, start after okay, I guess I, I won't, I'll admit that. Like, I've seen his other stuff, all phenomenal. Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah. What's that movie? Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People <sighs> is so good. I Is was he, about to say that, yes. I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit. Have you guys seen Jojo I Rabbit? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it, no. Okay, we have to talk about Hunt for the Wilder People, though. Because that movie is so good. It's really good. It exemplifies so much of the things that I love. The humor is on point. The characters are on point. The storyline is on point. You've got Sam, what's his name, from Jurassic Park. Oh, um... Sam Neill? Sam. Not Sam Elliott. (laughs) Sam Sam. Neill. If Sam Elliott were in that movie, it would be my favorite movie. That would be an amazing movie. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. The only thing that makes that movie better is if Sam, if Sam Elliott's mustache was in that yeah. film. You could put him in almost anything, and <sighs> it'd be great. I mean, look at uh, the Big Lebowski. Yeah, he's in there for what a minute? Yeah, not that long. Way better movie. Yeah, way better. Yeah. Also, great movie altogether. Great movie. So, you notice how we just I know we end up just talking about movies. Yeah, we're talking about radiation before this. Yeah, what do you guys think about the new uh, Jurassic World? You guys seen the new trailer for Dominion? Is yeah. what it's called. I watched like the the first trailer that came out where it's like they're all at the drive-in theater. Yeah, it's it's like a clip of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, saw, I watched I saw that. that. I haven't seen anything else. Okay. Yeah. They brought all the old cast members yeah, back. They're They've all got, back. I think pretty much everybody. Well, you only need the important, the big three, right? Yeah. yeah. Sam yeah. Elliott, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if Sam Elliott were in that movie, it'd be so good. To be fair, Sam Elliott was already in a dinosaur movie because he was in The Good Dinosaur, I think. Was he? Or was that Jeff Daniels? Not Jeff Daniels. <laughs> Jeff Bridges? Jeff Bridges, sorry. Maybe those might have been Jeff I don't Bridges. I don't remember that movie. I don't remember there being any like big name actors in The Good Dinosaur. You and I watched it together. Yeah, we did. And I was like, "Oh, I heard this movie sucked." And then 
there was a scene where the T-Rexes are cowboys and they oh, wrangle yeah. other dinosaurs. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah, Sam Elliott is in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Sam Elliott is the voice of the big Papa T-Rex. Yeah. Great scene. Yeah. Great part of the movie. I didn't oh. dislike that movie as much as most other people did. I didn't think it was amazing, but I didn't think it was like that bad. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch it again. Dinosaurs yeah. are cool. People yeah. love dinosaurs. People think love of dinosaurs. all the cool dinosaur movies they've made. Yeah, <laughs> look at the Jurassic Park that's coming out. Right? People still love dinosaurs. Yeah. Despite that the movies are becoming less and less about the dinosaurs. And more and more about Chris Pratt. So, so you're keeping up with like the... I watched the latest one, which was like maybe a week or two ago it yeah. came out. So it's, uh, it just, it's like, you know, head, you know, head close-ups and cutaways to people that are coming back. Yeah. I don't know if the kid and the girl from the original Jurassic oh, Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're the only two that maybe aren't like in these new ones now. They're so yeah. easy to swap out, though. They well, but they are. But like, <laughs> it could be anybody. <laughs> it, honestly, it'd be kind of neat if they got the same actors to come back. That like, cool. that would be like a little bit like, hey, it's the same kid but grown up. But yeah, mm. it would be like in uh, Endgame when uh, when the kid from Iron Man three came back and everybody was like, who was that random kid at the funeral? Yeah. But. I remember before Endgame, everyone thought that that kid was a young Peter Parker before, yeah. Spider- before Spider-Man came yeah. out. I um, so, so what is the plot in this new Jurassic Park? Did, did you watch the last one? I the saw the one? first 15 minutes of Jurassic World, and I knew it wasn't for me, and I turned it off, and I didn't see Jurassic World 2. Okay. So, from the original Jurassic Park, one of the scientists, same actor... Yeah is in Jurassic World and he they they he's responsible for bringing the dinosaurs back for this guy who has reopened a park. Anyway, long story short, he has ulterior motives and he's now working for another company who wants to come in and like weaponize dinosaurs right. and train like train them. Yeah. So that that's where go, Chris that Pratt go, comes in. Yeah, right? that's where Chris yeah. Pratt comes in cuz he's already building this connection with dinosaurs who were thought to be the most vicious dinosaurs. Yeah. Mm. Velociraptor. Long story short, obviously Park goes poorly. Of course, yeah. Uh, the at the end of the last one, uh, basically they try to evacuate the island because the island was going to explode. Right. I remember that from the trailers. Yeah. And they're escaping in like the balls. Yes. Yeah. So they get the dinosaurs that they can save on these boats and they ship them away. Uh, But lo and behold, the people that did it have ulterior motives and they've genetically engineered another dinosaur. Oh my goodness. That, like, winks to cameras. I'll I'll get to that in a sec. Uh, And they get loose. And now dinosaurs are loose in the wild. And and this one, they've, like, started to, like, spread across the world in different habitats. Right. Yeah. Mm. So what's this about the fourth wall yeah. breaking dinosaur? Yeah, what about the winking dinosaur? Okay, so and I forget whatever the name of the I think it was Jurassic World. Anyway, this this raptor it's not as big as a T Rex. It's like it's it's a shorter size, still taller than a person. Yeah, it's like their ultimate weapon. It's been bred for the Indominus Rex or Rex or whatever it is. It's something like that, but it's it's yeah. That's the one from the first movie. Yeah, it's like Indominus Raptor or something. It's of something course. stupid. So basically, they're like poking and prodding it, trying to like you know get it to like become trained. Long story short, this like area gets evacuated, and this guy mm. is trying to poke this dinosaur. It it looks asleep, so he's like opening the cage. He's like, "I'm gonna put a collar on you, and I'm gonna get out of here before anything bad happens because there's shit going down in the other room over there." 
So he goes in, he's like looking around, making sure nobody's here. The re- the headshot of the raptor is front front center. Opens its eye, looks like back towards him, and looks forward to the camera, and then oh. closes its eye. And you can see behind him as he turns back, not noticing the tail is coming up behind him, mm. like you know, like alien style, yeah. and like wraps around him and he dies. Yeah. But like it's straight up wings to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's embarrassing. This is this is in one of the Jurassic World movies that's already come out. Yeah, yeah. the last one that came out. Oh, okay. Is Chris Pratt in the new one, or is he gone out of the franchise? No, he's still now? In. Oh, He's okay. riding that trail. I mean, why wouldn't you? Like those movies have made a lot of money. I assume. Tons. Yeah. If they're now making a third one, like, there's a reason that there's so many Fast and Furious movies. There's a reason that they make so many Transformers. Yeah, movies. There's cash cows. I'll argue there's some merit to the Fast and Furious movies though, to being good bad movies. Okay. Because they're so ridiculous, whereas Jurassic Park is just now like, like what's the point? Mm. You're telling a we- a worse story than the other ones, and it's, I don't know, it is just for money. It is. That's not the only reason they make bad movies. And I think that this is an, an interesting argument, if we want to go into this, but... If you had the, if you could, if you just, if let's say Zach, since you know, know most about everything, yeah, what's up? If you could pick all the movies that they made in a year, you would get rid of some, right? You would say, ah, this this is a terrible movie. We're not going to make that. Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. But every movie is made for someone. Exactly. Maybe I don't know. There's some pretty rough ones out that's, there. That's that's true. Yeah. But even those rough movies, those are just stepping stones for. Actors, crew, you know, smaller companies, FX companies, all these things that they have to start somewhere. So as much as I hate bad movies and I hate sitting through a movie and at the end I say that was a total waste of time. You still have to realize that people are trying to make something. Yeah. It's still art, usually, whatever subjective way you think of art. And there's still a lot of people that went into making that movie. And it, I don't know. I I have this argument with myself all the time. I think, I watch a bad movie, I think, this movie never should have been made. But then I think, okay, how many jobs did this movie make, create? How many people did they, how much more experience did people get? And maybe the next movie they make, they'll learn from their mistakes, and they'll make a better movie. Yeah. Yeah, there's merit to a bad movie, for sure. Like, it's not all bad. It's still, uh, still an item on someone's resume like yeah. at the end of the day. But, That's I true. mean, it's just not good. It's not entertaining. It's not doing the job that a movie should do. Well, what's that job? Entertain. Only? I mean, at the very least, hmm. I think a movie should be entertaining. I feel like it depends on the movie. I don't think every movie should be entertaining. Well, no. I mean, I wouldn't call 12 Years a Slave an entertaining movie. It's... Thought-provoking, which is another role of a movie. Is entertaining the same as captivating? I what's, guess. What's the definition of entertaining, though? Is it just, I am... I, I, I think the definition of the entertainment you get from a movie is based on the subject matter. Right. I guess just, when you think of the word entertaining or entertainment, you think of happiness. You think of fun. But you watch a sad movie, and you don't smile once, but you're still... You still get something out of it. You still have an emotional response. Sure. You're captivated by the story. You're yeah, but you can be entertained by like, you know, things that aren't movies. I think it's more entertainment. I think is the term given to you experiencing a form of art. Mm. 
So you could be entertained in like, you know, the story. The movie has a message, and it's right. you know heavy, like Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah. But just saying you're entertained by it doesn't mean like you're like you're finding it funny. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's yeah. I'm explaining it poorly. No, I. I no, I think you you're hitting it on the head. Like, like just enter- the I think about. <laughs> being entertained by a movie doesn't mean you're like necessarily gleaning joy from it. Yeah. Like. If it draws you in and holds your attention, I think that's that's what entertaining is, having your attention held by something. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I like yeah. that more. I like that more. Um, that's why I kind of I'd rather use the word like captivating. Yeah. Right. I I I am a captive to this movie for the next two hours. Yeah. Because it was, it held my attention. Three hours a day. Yeah. yeah. Four hours. They should make more long movies. Any movie that's really long that they put three hours or four hours into making is probably a better story. Uh, they have more time to flesh the characters out. I've uh, seen some long movies that did not need to be that long. Mm. Like, there are definitely some movies that don't need to be three hours. <sighs> Maybe. Movies that have substance to tell with that extra time, I think, is good, but... Like, Return of the King, I think you needed the extra time to kind of let the scenes, like, breathe. Otherwise, yeah. if, it was, if it was more fast-paced than it is, which is already, it's already kind of breakneck if you really watch yeah. Return of the King. A lot happens in a very short amount of time, but it actually would be a long amount of time. You just don't see yeah. it. Uh, it wouldn't be as good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, movies need space to breathe, for sure. Well, it's like it's like what we discussed with with Joel last week. We he's, he when he reads the Lord of the Rings, he skips over all the scenes where they walk. Yeah, or he the skips poems, over all the, the traveling songs. and this and this. Those are no no disrespect to him. He's great. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, but a lot of people like those parts too because it's a natural slowing down of a story. Yeah, it's like a moment of reprieve. Yes, from everything else. Yeah. Right. You watch a blockbuster hit these days. It's action, action, action. There's no break from the scenes and the and this and that and yeah I think I think especially in books like like Lord of the Rings that stuff is meant to also give you uh, a look into how the character is dealing with the things that are going on mm. and like what that looks like when they're singing and entertaining themselves themselves or whatever in their in their idle time but like in movies and like The Hobbit the first song doesn't serve anything other than the fact that they were putting away dishes. Yeah. But it's fun. Is it? I don't know. Or does it just look fun? Was it actually... I don't think it was fun to watch. I remember having fun seeing that in the theaters. Yeah. The, the, kind the, of the, a the jovial, putting, fun Putting the dishes to... away, though? I don't know. But you're setting a scene. Yeah. Right? Like, look how this is, they, they had they set are. the scene in t- for, like... 40 minutes before that where it's like oh they're showing up in a wacky way and he doesn't know what's going on and then you know they're all there and they establish you know this is why we're here we're here and you're going to come with us for this quest but let us clear the table first for 10 minutes you got a point it it gets in the way of of the story at a certain point yeah but like whereas like late in the other movies where it's like uh, Theridan is like I think it's Theridan right sure He's doing like the the mournful kind of like ballad for like the dwarves and stuff. Like it's more meaningful because there's a more emotion to it because you you're looking to see what he's experiencing and how he's expressing it mm. rather than thanks for the bread and wine. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. I can't say talk too much. I also think that they did a really good job on those movies. I think that what they put in there probably is for a reason. And if we didn't have it in there, it probably... But they put a lot of stuff specifically in the movies that weren't in the books. Yeah, sometimes that reason is because we're trying to make one book into three movies. Oh, and we're, and we're yeah. trying to put asses in seats. Yeah. Let's get Orlando in this. Yeah, mm, Orlando. And we, need, <laughs> and we need a love interest. We got a lot of dwarves. Okay, someone's going to love a dwarf. Gandalf will always be the best love interest in that movie. 100%. <sighs> you know who we should have on a podcast? Gandalf? Yep. Nice. He's I'm listening. In. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on over to the podcast, Gandalf. Irregardless. I still think that we live in a hyperactive society where we have, you know, kids watching TikToks of five, of, you know, three seconds. Oh, yeah, we were going right? to get back to TikTok. <laughs> I forgot about that. I knew what I, 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 I brought out Jurassic Park. Whatever we were going towards then, it's going to yeah, swerve. We, All right. we should probably stop talking about movies a little bit. Yeah. So, um, but we live in the, this TikTok world where you have maybe five seconds to win your audience. Yeah. Right? And... We need more, you know, walking scenes. We need more travel montages. Yeah. We need more time to breathe. Yeah. We, right? I, people need to appreciate the slow burn, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the problem nowadays is that everyone wants, because at digital age, they want instant gratification. Yeah. So, like, when, when you don't give it to them, that's what causes the anxiety of people turning off and not losing interest. Yeah. It's, Speak, it's hard. Speaking of uh, instant gratification, uh, my prayers were answered uh, a couple weeks ago when I found out that a question that I've always wondered is why doesn't Wendy's do breakfast? And nice. then, right out of the right when I thought that the other day, Wendy's came out announcing they're gonna do breakfast. I can't. What, what time do they open up normally? I, I think like 11 o'clock because yeah, okay. they don't serve breakfast. But, yeah. yeah. So I read an article about it and they're planning to have to hire at least 1,600 more workers in order to make it work. But yeah, they're going to be open for breakfast, open earlier, and they're going to have the usual breakfast sandwiches and that Applewood smoked bacon is going to be on biscuits. So ready. I'm so ready for this. Yeah. Biscuits at Wendy's. Right. I'd like their buns better than a lot of other places. I'd be interested to see what their biscuits were like. Yeah. I don't know. I just... Didn't you, haven't you ever wondered why Wendy's doesn't do breakfast? Yeah, I have. Burger Wendy's King does breakfast. McDonald's does breakfast. It keeps me up at night. Does bre- It actually... Well, I wouldn't say it keeps me up at night because <laughs> I sleep like a rock every night, folks. No worries. But yeah, I am surprised now that I think about it. Yeah, like... It's taken them a long time to do it. It's kind of the only one that does it. Exactly. Yeah. A&W does breakfast, sadly. And it doesn't matter. Um, but they're the only one that doesn't do it. Burger King does breakfast, I think, right? Uh, they have those weird croissant ones. Yeah, they? yeah they do. Yeah, they yeah. do. So all the big players do breakfast. Yeah. Except Wendy's. Yeah. Why? Who knows? I they don't wanted, know. They needed time to get it right. Maybe they just thought, hey, it's already a saturated breakfast market. Mm-hmm. Let's not. Do you think this is going to be like when McDonald's introduced coffee and then now McDonald's is known for their having the best coffee mm. that Wendy's is going to be known for having the best breakfast? I think now? they're going to be so. a key player in the fast food breakfast. I don't think I don't think they get into this game now if they didn't have something to one up on 
the, oh, yeah. the competition. No, for well, sure. Yeah, they must have something. They must have, maybe they have, uh, like, I think Burger King has French toast sticks or something like that. Probably, or they did at it one point. Like Burger King is just the, the place that's like, hey, we got dill pickle nuggets now. Come on by because you know you want to try them. It's true. We have French toast sticks. Come on by. You want to try the 100%, new thing. 100%. That's what yeah. it is. Don't fall for it, folks. Yeah. Burger King is trash food. It's not great. Yeah. But, I mean, all fast food in essence is bad. I think it's another level, though. It yeah. is another it level. Just, I don't know. It's... It's not gritty. It just—I don't know. It feels like it falls apart. It's in yeah, your it's mouth. bad. It's real bad. Yeah. Anyway, but that TikTok. <laughs> what were we saying about TikTok? <clears throat> well, because I said that I'm on TikTok, and Mike gave me a look. He gave me that look that he gives me when he's disappointed. <laughs> uh, and uh, why did you give me that look, Mike? You're a busy guy. And it just was a bit of a shock that you fill your idle time, which I mean, sure, like between doing small things, like what else are you going to be doing surfing the internet? I just would have pegged that TikTok would, would have been your, yeah, you would know, have been your idle time filler. I avoided getting on TikTok for a long time because like when it first came out, there was all that stuff about how like, you know, it's a Chinese company, they are stealing your data and like all this stuff. All that stuff, as far as I'm aware, has settled down. Like, it's... Oh, people have forgotten about it. Sure. Uh, I don't know if it's been, like, you know, forgotten about so much as, like, the regulations have tightened up on the app. And, like, privacy settings are a little better than they were when the app first came out. Um, but I, for the longest time, my idle time internet surfing was Reddit. Mm. Well, Reddit, ever since a certain orangutan ran the Oval Office, has become a lot more political and heavy, and also with the pandemic, like, Reddit's not really as fun of a place to be as it used to be. Like, I remember when Reddit was, like, all memes and, like, you know, funny stuff, informative stuff. Not that it's not informative now, but... Bigfoot stuff. Reddit just seems... (laughs) Bigfoot stuff, of course. I follow it, too. Uh, Reddit seems a lot angrier than it used to. So, I downloaded TikTok, and, you know, I got my algorithm down, and now, like, there is good content on TikTok, for sure. There's funny stuff, for sure, which is, like, like you said, like, Reddit especially being, like, just, like, meme humor and, you know, lighter side of life stuff. Yeah. I've definitely seen some funny TikToks, but, I don't know, it doesn't, not enough that would be like, hey, I want to join TikTok. I don't I think you'd be surprised. I, I was pretty surprised at like how much stuff on TikTok isn't obnoxious. Because I mean it's all fine tuned to you. Like there are thousands and thousands of hours of stuff uploaded to TikTok every day. And did you guys see that they just upped their uh max video length? Finally. You can now upload videos to TikTok that are ten minutes long. About time. I'm like, so sick sorry, go on. They're try they're trying to step on YouTube's game yeah like they're trying to get long form creators are there ads during there are ads yeah yeah. but they're skippable you just scroll past like it's not it it doesn't it doesn't break up the actual video though right no like like YouTube does no it's like you'll be scrolling through TikTok every you know five to ten videos will be an ad but you can just scroll past it just like any other video okay okay well I see the value in that then because obviously 
if you don't have AdBlocker, YouTube interrupts you. Oh, YouTube's so bad. On a 10-minute video, probably three times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this one YouTube channel I watch. Uh, it's called How to Drink. You guys should check it out. Shout out How to Drink. Yeah, it's great. It's like, you know, Binging with Babish? Are you familiar yes. with that? Similar, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So oh, it's yeah, kind of, I, they just started that recently, right? Or How to Drink. How to Drink it, has been it, around for a couple years. Oh, it's but okay. It's basically, I mean, it's not really this much anymore, but it, it started out as Binging with Babish, but for, like, cocktails. Oh. It's like cocktails from movies and TV shows. Oh, but fun. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And now it's just, like, educational about, like, the history of cocktails and, like, all this stuff. It's great. I, what I have like you learned? It a lot. Uh, a lot. Tell me. Uh, I have learned... What's what's a more recent one? I watched a, his episode on aperitifs. What is that? Uh, an aperitif is a... It's like an appetizer beverage. So it's like... A, it's an alcoholic beverage, but you drink it before you eat because there's a lot of, like, botanicals and, like, herbal stuff in it. Sure. That, like, settles your stomach before the meal. So the idea is that it, like, preps your stomach for for the meal that you are about to eat. Mm. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's cool. He goes into, like, the history of cocktails and, like, where they started, how they... Uh, how they've evolved over the years like his his video on the daiquiri is really interesting love me a good because i think people have a a twisted view of what a daiquiri actually is i don't know if i've ever had a daiquiri well so a daiquiri like if you go into a restaurant now and you order a daiquiri they'll be like what kind (laughs) because you know now it's like a watermelon daiquiri a strawberry daiquiri it's like it's just been like bastardized for what it initially was like martinis yeah i think yeah which what it originally was I think it was uh, in Cuba um, when Europeans colonized Cuba. They found this drink from them, took credit for it, of course, because that's what the Europeans were doing when they were colonizing the New World. Yeah. Uh, and all it was was rum, lime, and sugar. That's all a daiquiri is. Sounds good to me. Yeah, it's great. I after watching that episode, I bought a little bottle of rum and tried to make just like a like a daiquiri, like they would have had in Cuba in whatever the early 1800s yeah. and it's a pretty enjoyable trick so what what's what is the daiquiri now in in comparison well now like a daiquiri it's like all these different kinds of fruits and now like a lot of places it's blended like it's right. a blended yeah drink. it's a it's a yeah that's what i thought that's it was. not what it was like that's not what a daiquiri originally was originally oh. all a daiquiri was was like two shots of rum spoonful of sugar squeeze a lime stir it up that's your drink that actually sounds Pretty good. That's that, that, that's my speed. Yeah, like older, like an old fashioned, like yeah. simpler drinks like that. Yeah. Okay, but you're telling me that they had this daiquiri. Yeah. Back in where was it? Cuba. Cuba. Okay, love. Shout out to Cuba. You guys rock. <laughs> shout out to Cuba. They need it. They need it. They need the shout outs. Not a lot of people have heard of Cuba. Yeah. Really? I'm joking. Is that not? A, oh, okay. <laughs> you get me with the joke, Zach. <laughs> Some would say Cuba. Ah. Some would. Ooh, Barracuba. Anyways, Cuba, sorry. Cuba and the Two Strings. <laughs> oh, Whoa. that is an underrated anime. Stop movie. talking about movies. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> We're talking blah, 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 about blah. alcohol now. Yeah, one of my my two favorite topics. Anyways, <laughs> and cows. Um, we should tie this to cows somehow eventually. Yeah. Then it'd be like a perfect. Milk. There's milk cocktails. White Russian. White Russians. Yeah. Brown cows. Other ones too. Screwdriver has milk in it. Does no. it? No. Paralyzer. No, Paralyzer. Paralyzer. Yeah, those are great. I knew someone who 
just drank paralyzers religiously. They all they drank was paralyzers. It was crazy. It was awesome, and they're great. And I want them on the podcast to talk but, about paralyzers. Yes, and other stuff. They know a lot about cows too. Anyways, what am I? Okay, we were talking about daiquiris. Daiquiris. Yeah. Daiquiris. So you're telling me in Cuba? Yes. And the two strings. They never thought to maybe put like a strawberry in there. Or like a watermelon. I don't, I don't know if strawberries are indigenous to Cuba. Yeah, probably What not. is indigenous to Cuba? Cubans, Limes. Obviously. Limes. Limes, cane sugar, and rum. Okay. It's a, di- it's a different hemisphere. Yeah. I'm like, I know how hemispheres work. Okay. <laughs> okay, but... We're in strawberry country here. Right. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that we grow mangoes in Canada? Okay, but do they grow mangoes in Cuba? No, but they're probably a lot harder to get strawberries in Cuba than a mango yes, here. I, sorry. I was just saying strawberry and watermelon because that's what Zach used as an example, yeah. as the modern daiquiri. Yeah. I'm saying the equivalent of those fruits in Cuba, I, I, I find it hard to believe that the original, I, I mean, it makes sense that the original daiquiri was that, but I also don't think that the Cubans probably didn't put other stuff in there too. Well, yeah, I'm sure that people were dressing up the daiquiri in their own homes but if you were to go to like the local cuban watering hole and order a daiquiri okay it was rum sugar and lime that's it that's interesting yeah that's interesting yeah yeah i love those the his the rich histories of those other of those like small island countries not yeah. that cuba's all that well cuba is kind of small yeah it's small it, in comparison to other things whatever but you know grenada uh bahama the bahama yeah Come on, pretty much. <laughs> Thank you for saying it, so I didn't have to. Oh, my anyways. brain was itchy. Because I like I did I did a deep dive not too long ago. Largo? Montego, why don't we go mm. down to Kokomo? Anyways, Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that one? <laughs> Since we talked about Cuba. All right. <laughs> Great. Uh, I miss him. He should. Continue acting. Yeah, he was in that OJ thing. He was. Did OJ do a thing? <laughs> well, no. Other than the thing that put him in prison? <laughs> I don't think OJ's done anything, actually. <laughs> no, well, he's gotten himself back into prison a couple times. Yeah. No, he's he just got out not that long ago. Again. Yeah, the juice is loose. Yeah. yeah. The out. juice is <laughs> loose. That's, that was a thing. Yeah. That, that was no, like... I believe you. I believe yeah. you. I just thought it was funny. I... But yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. was in... They made like a, a mini-series on... Okay. The People versus O.J. Simpson. Yeah, apparently right? oh, very successful. And he played O.J. Right. Okay. Very I've good heard of miniseries that. from what I heard. Yeah, it like swept the Emmys the year it came out. Yep. We are talking about movies again. That's, That's a TV show. Totally. <laughs> Doesn't Still count. Still Anyways, counts. I love the. I did this deep dive into like um, what's the uh, so Grenada and uh, uh, Jamaica and all this like Jamaican rum history. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. There's so many just... I looked at all the pictures. These gorgeous distilleries. These gorgeous places. And it's so cool. And I forgot most of what I read. But ah, I, I just want to go there so bad. Yeah, I keep meaning to send you that guy on YouTube. Because I think you specifically would really This Babbage it. guy? No, the uh, How to Drink. Have okay. you not seen Binging with Babbage either? I think I might have seen one or Probably. two. It was like... But... It was a big thing when he when he first started doing Look, when thing. I... I it's still pretty big. Oh yeah, he's like yeah, he's still going. Definitely huge still. When I start watching videos like that, I just start, and then like three months later, I'm like, man, I've seen so many videos on this certain topic. Yeah, I don't remember where I started. I probably started with that Babbage guy, but I've seen so much since then. I don't remember. Yeah, that's fair. I do that with everything that I'm interested in. 
beer. I started making beer. I watched a bunch of stuff on beer. I forgot everything I knew about beer by the beginning. By the end of it, everything I learned at the beginning, it's gone. So Mike talked about Jurassic Park. And then I'm trying to make a segue here. But did you know the guy that invented the Segway died by driving a Segway off a cliff? <laughs> really? really? It's a true story. That's it. Really? He was like demonstrating how the Segway worked and he drove it off a cliff. Oh, that's terrible. That's so terrible. Did you know that more people die from solar power than they do from nuclear power? <laughs> how? Because they fall off the roof. Oh, like installing solar installing panels? Installing solar panels. <laughs> Yeah, but so, also nuclear power isn't really used much anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So it, I, I, I'm pretty sure this is a true number, but I don't remember the number is. But essentially, this the guy said more people have died from nuclear from solar power than nuclear power because everyone thinks <laughs> nuclear power kills people or whatever. Yeah, and it killed a couple. But but essentially, more people have died from the uh, from solar panels just because they fall off the roof when they install oh them, my which is hilarious, and. We should just build more solar panels, but be careful about it. <laughs> Tie yourself down. Yeah. Yeah. They should have harnesses or something. I mean, they do. But, yeah. You know. They're usually not anchored under a cell. Usually are. Are they? Yeah. Well, they're not anchored well enough. Uh, but a lot of construction companies are not held to any safety standard whatsoever. Yeah, Especially true. if they're not in a first world country. Yeah, well, even here. Like, oh, yeah. yeah I, I've yeah. worked for a couple of construction companies that are just, like, independently owned. No thought given to safety at all. Mm. Like, unless it's, like, a big corporation, like, there's no thought given to safety at small blue-collar jobs. Really. Mm. I still can't believe, and I, I said this last week, but I still can't believe that over 33% of workplace deaths are still from asbestos. Yeah. Is that not crazy? It's, it's pretty crazy, yeah. It, it it baffles me that we have known about asbestos for so long, and we, for the past twenty years, we've known it's just bad, really bad. Yeah. And we've taken so many precautions at this point in our in construction life in the world of const- constructing, building things, building, tearing things down, whatever. If you're going into a house that you're going to rip apart or a building you're going to rip apart, you check for asbestos. You, you check for it. That's yeah. how it works. Unless the construction job is getting done under the table, which yes. happens a lot. That is true. Yeah. You know when you, you see a demolition project start up on uh, Friday night, yeah. and it end, they call it quits on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. It's like, mm, okay, yeah. something's going down. There's no permit for that. No. Yeah. Or they, they only do construction on Sunday mornings. And I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. The trades, it's... We need more people in trades, but we need more people that are worthwhile. <laughs> like, they're essential workers. We need them, but we just have some decency, folks. Your workers are worth more than whatever paycheck you're getting from that job. I don't know. Did you hear... Okay, this is a segue again, but it has to do Did with... Did you know the guy that invented the Segway died? <laughs> <laughs> if we could have gotten that clean, and just had, every time we do a Segway, you say that... That would have been amazing. <laughs> I love that. I love it so much. Okay, but I heard this wild story because I listened to this podcast. Shout out to the last podcast on the left. Great stuff. Uh, they are just animals on their podcast. They just talk about like these crazy stories that they hear. That's a good one. I've listened to that one. Yeah? yeah. Oh, they do this segment called Side Stories and they just talk about news, which is where I first heard about this guy who ate leftover Chinese food and got a 
serious case of meningitis, I believe, and 24 hours later, he had his legs chopped off. He almost died. Wow, that's my biggest fear. I mean, that specifically isn't my biggest fear, but, like, something like that. Right? Yeah. Like, I heard a similar story this morning of a girl who uh, went to a chiropractor. Uh, and anybody who knows anything about me knows that I hate chiropractors. They're not, real, do- they're not real doctors. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we can go into that again later. Yeah, we can. Right. Yeah, she went to the chiropractor, you know, got her stuff done, whatever. Uh, 24 hours later, died. Like, whatever the chiropractor did released some stuff in her spine that what? killed her. Yeah. She just slowly died alone in her home Whoa. without even knowing it. That's is that an old story? I think I've heard that like a long time ago. Yeah, it like I heard it on a on a Harmontown episode that would have come out like six yeah. or seven years ago. Yeah, wild. Yeah. That's so scary. I, I believe it was a uh, either an air bubble or like a, a, a blood bubble or something. Yeah. Like that. Well, that, see, now that makes sense. Slowly moved yeah. moved from where it was released. Yeah, that makes sense because if you get air in your blood, you're done. Yeah, it goes to your brain, you're done. Yeah. It's horrifying. Like, and, like, that's not even the only horror story I've heard about chiropractors. Just, like, you know, popping the wrong thing and gone. That's crazy. Yeah. That's kind of why I don't go. Like, I've had a bad back since I was, I don't know, mid-teens. But, like, that's kind of why I don't go anymore. Yeah. It wasn't really doing anything the few times that I did go. And then I just didn't like what I felt was happening when they would do it like adjustments yeah mm. so it's interesting because I know people that love it they swear yeah, by there's it. people that like it I my theory about chiropractors is like do you guys crack your knuckles I crack them all the time yeah, yeah. I crack my wrist my wrist is really bad yeah actually. do you remember the first time you cracked your knuckles no I was a child a mere enfant okay think about like have you ever discovered a new joint that you can crack yes mm. do you notice that it stiffens up if you don't crack it? Yes. So I think that when you go to a chiropractor, they're going to crack all these joints, and then you can never not go to the chiropractor again because you can't crack them yourself. Mm. Because a, a joint cracking is you're popping it open, and then it fills up with calcium. Yeah. And then you just have to keep popping it to release the calcium deposit. Is it is that what it is? Yeah. Calcium? I thought it was like air bubbles in the, like the fluid. I don't know if it's air bubbles, but like that's it's, what I heard. it's it's fluid taking the place of an absent space that wasn't there before, essentially. Mm, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I've I, seen a lot of videos of like yeah, where people have like they take like a, they've seen the, the the malls that people take and like yeah. the, the 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 little like the, the dull picks. Yeah, like that kind of stuff is like. I bet that probably feels really great, but at the same time, like you can't. Yeah, you can't pop that on your own ever. Yeah. And if you don't know what you're doing, you can't have someone else do it for you, so you have to go to a chiropractor. Yeah. Mm. And there's also just, like, better things that you can do for your muscles and joints than go get them cracked. Yeah. Like, that is like, a temporary fix if you can even call it a fix. Well, what are your, what's your well I think by definition, chiropractor well, doesn't fix... To fix something, you need surgery to fix something. Yeah. It, Depending it, on it's, what it it's is. It's adjustments because that's what they're allowed to call it because it's yeah. not fixing anything. No. And, like, I mean, everybody that I know that goes to a chiropractor, it's like they have to go every few months or else they're just messed up. Mm. And it's like, it's bad. I I will implore anyone that will listen to me <laughs> to not go to a chiropractor. I just, I think it's a bad idea. 
just just to let everyone know, we're not giving medical advice. Oh, I am not by no stretch of the imagination giving medical advice. Because <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to do that. But neither but. is a chiropractor because they're not real doctors. <laughs> but. That is Zach's opinion. You're welcome to make your own. If you feel differently, you can email us at themodernrusticpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on the Instagram at themodernrusticpodcast. Is it? Yeah. At the Modern Rustic Podcast. Yes. Either way, that's where you can uh, hit us up. Uh, you can also find us on Spotify and Google Podcasts at the moment. So do you consider, like, you know when people do, like, the cross your arms thing and someone pulls you back? Yeah. Do you consider that chiropractic? That's a baptism. There's just no water. I'm gonna, Anyways, I'm going to leave that pause hanging. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking out that pause. I wanted to see how long we could just be silent after that. <laughs> I mean, Russell will just start talking again. <laughs> the things that go through my head. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not chiropractic, but... Because, like, I do crack my knuckles. Like, yeah, no, I... I, yeah, I do and there thing. is no shame in that, folks. No, there is not. no shame. There's no scientific evidence that proves that cracking anything in your body is bad for you. Yeah. I was actually getting really bad. I, th- I think carpal tunnel, like, uh, wrist below the thumb. Yeah, Ooh, that's um, straight up I'm pretty tunnel. sure I know the, the cause was because of the, uh, like, the pad I had for, like, at, at the desk. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. I think I think it was just too high. So I, fi- I finally got rid of it, which was odd to get used to, like, not having my hand yeah. at just a little bit of it elevated it where it was more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the pain went away almost immediately, or it lessened almost immediately, and then went away within like a week. Yeah, it's still every once in a while, but not nearly as often. Yeah, so it's just yeah, finding a finding a position that doesn't cause problems. Yeah, again, like any issue that you would go see like a chiropractor over, like there's an underlying cause that you can treat rather than just going and getting it cracked. That's exciting. Not medical advice. Not no. medical advice. Just my thoughts. That is interesting. I have a kinesiologist friend, and we're he's coming on the podcast soon. But what is kin- kinesiology? Kinesiology. Yeah, what is that? That it's essentially just the study of the body and how it moves and how it okay. works. And they're better than chiropractors. Because a lot of kinesiologists become chiropractors because it's one path you can take. But a lot of them do other things like uh, you know foot stuff. Because you can be a, a pediatric kinesiologist and you can just focus on feet and Isn't pediatric children oh right Pod- podiatry right right okay. i get those two mixed up all They're the time essentially the same word. children have feet it's the same children some children have feet <laughs> sorry i should not okay <laughs> sorry guys there's some people that don't let's have not feet. discriminate uh, all right moving on moving on uh but yeah kinesiology is really cool uh, my sister is is a kinesiologist she, she will be soon and uh it's a really cool program you learn a lot about Sports medicine, you learn a lot about uh, how the body, you know, how movement works, how people react to this joint and that muscle. It's very cool. Yeah. Very cool science. Yeah, it's interesting. Anatomy is just fascinating. We should have her on, and we can talk to her about the fallacy of chiropractic. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. You're, I mean, yeah. If she's open to talk about it. I don't yeah, want actually. it to be like a gotcha thing. No, 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 no. Like, but I, um, obviously, tell her that that's, anyways, that's what we want to talk about. Shout out to my other kinesiology friend, Adam. You know who you are. Uh, he's also my beer making buddy. Anyways, but he's an expert in shoulders, and he can tell you some wild stories about chiropractors and shoulders and just the stuff that they do. And it, I can't remember much of it, so I'm not going to keep going on this. But I forgot why I started this conversation, anyways. But anyways, that's it. Cuba. Cuba. Yeah. Um, 
Dude, have you ever seen those wild, just those insane cracking videos? Yeah, I hate it. There's, <laughs> it's it, so scary. It's like it's like watching those pimple popper videos, which I am a huge fan of. Doctor Pimple Popper, shout out! I'm gonna have you on the show. Um, Not on this show when I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't do it while you're here. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. <sighs> yeah, I don't, get, like, I don't really, like those videos either. You ever find that there's two people in life? There's people that like that, yeah. and there's people that don't. See the thing, I I can stomach it. I can stomach that stuff like I could, couldn't used to, but mm-hmm. I can stomach watching it. But I don't want to like watch it in my free time. Oh, I do. It's yeah. not. It, I don't have the interest to be like. I could really go for a pimple popper video right now. <laughs> mm, I I'll be honest. I watch it in my free time. I watch yeah. stuff like that in my free no, time. That's not me. I I but you you know how it is. Like there's two people, and you, oh yeah, you, you you right away you're like okay, you're a pimple guy. You're like you're a guy that watches pimple popper videos in their free time, and you're not. For the audience at home, I'm pointing in two different directions, but um, it's so interesting how we, the, like people's brains work like that. Yeah, there are certain like things why that are, are you drawn to this us. and why are you not? It, yeah, and you find it abhorrent, and then you love it, and they get along. People get it, along. It's the same reason that people have like uh, things about like holes. Like and items, things that have holes. You, you know, oh, like tryptophobia. Is, is it tryptophobia? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? What is this? So like, it's it without showing you a picture, it's hard to like, explain it. But like, it, circles and holes. Okay. Usually in the unusual ways that you would come across in your day to day life, literally like have a, a reaction from people that have this have this phobia. Like in like a bowling ball or something, or what are we talking about holes? That actually. It's like this kind of stuff. Oh, like, like stuff that has holes in it, like, like those weird holes. toads that have the babies come out of their backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like lots Trypto- of small holes. Tryptophobia. Okay, yeah. like Folks, that's a, that's a yeah. triggering thing for a lot of people. People, it's yeah, it's really hard to explain. Yeah, that, that's why. Yeah, you have yeah. to see yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Because there's another one that's similar to that where it's like uh, it's it's round things. So have you ever seen that mushroom that grows? It looks like a pomegranate. Oh yeah, um, but it's oh and, yeah, and it looks like like this mushroom looks like it's like spewing liquid yes. out of it. Yeah, but it's not. It's hard. Oh, I remember what Pe- those are people called. get like triggered on that because I forget what the name of that one is, but it's <sighs> similar. Yeah, it's I can't remember what the mushroom. I love mushrooms because they're really cool. But yeah, it's a, it's like the it's blood, also like the something. cilantro thing, right? Yeah. Where where are you guys on cilantro? It does not taste like soap to me. No, no, but it, it tastes like soap. But to that's me. a genetic thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like an actual... That's proven to be genetic. Yeah. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, so some people, there's a a percentage of the population that when they eat cilantro, it tastes like soap. And there's everyone else, it just tastes normal. You know what's weird, though? Subjectively. Sometimes I'll eat cilantro, and I'll be like, ah, this tastes a little like soap. But I don't hate it. Well, the same people that Mm. like ginger beer. Like ginger beer, or not ginger beer. um, Soap. No, the other beer. Cilantro. Birch beer. It could taste like fluoride. Oh yeah, and people. Some people like it. Some people don't. Yeah, I think that's just the chemicals they put in there. But it's not the same chemicals that you put in fluoride. But it still tastes like it. I haven't had fluoride in a while, so I don't know. I don't remember. It's what a very fluoride. distinct flavor. You're probably right. You're probably right. I haven't been to the dentist in a while, folks. Were you at or the a, dentist? Or a birch beer? Yeah, but they didn't give me fluoride. Oh. I was sad. We'll find you a birch beer. Do they still do the fluoride things where they like 
put the uh, the plates on top of your yeah, teeth, and so. then they fill them I with like. Also, have not been to the dentist in a very long time. Folks, don't be like us. Go to the dentist. <laughs> this okay. is not medical advice. <laughs> and if you want to tell us about it, you can email us at themodernrusticpodcast at gmail.com. I want to hear about your dentist stories. Yeah. If email, you have a wild one, please. DM us at the Modern Rustic Podcast on Instagram and tell us <laughs> to go to the dentist. <laughs> Uh, we really should give me a monthly reminder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, I had so many things, and I just—they're all gone now. That's okay. Um, cilantro, cilantro. Fo- yeah. Oh, right. Phobia. It's just—you know—in I guess I was, I'll make another analogy, but in in the agricultural, in the dairy farming world, there is usually two types of people. There's cow guys, and there's tractor guys. Usually. Uh, percentage of agricultural people either really like cows or they really like tractors it's and it's very interesting to me the psychology behind this usually like usually if there's a a, like a family farm and there's the father and then he has one two or more than two sons usually one son really likes cows and usually the other one or daughter and not there's no difference um and the other one usually likes tractors and it's I don't know if it's a nature versus nurture thing, but it's really weird to me because there's almost always a, one of the people really likes cows and one of them really likes tractors because those are the two kind of categories in a farming operation. There's right. some guy that's going to be, you know, fixing stuff with their hands. They're going to be love working with tools. They love doing, you know, riding tractor. You know, they love engines and, and you know, physical things, right? Yeah, but that's like a uh, an, an empathic and, like... Uh, whatever the opposite of sympathetic is. Yeah, no, it's not sympathetic. Uh, you think I, about I it. Think it. about it. But gonna, cut, cut that out. Yeah, right. yeah, it's fine. So there's these two types of people, and, and it's not always the same, right? It's not always like that. But yeah. like for me personally, I'm a cow guy. Like I love, I would much prefer to have my hands. In a cow than a tractor? <laughs> I mean, essentially, but, you know, I am I like the biology. I like how living things work. I like how, you know, this disease affects the body. I like how if you do this, it makes this much milk. And uh, the, the how cows are such an efficient uh, milk-producing machine, they... That you put in this feed and it, this happens. It's so interesting in how the body works and how the anatomy works and how it all just fits together. It's a beautiful process. But there's some guys that like, oh, no, 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 I just want to talk about engines. Or, you know, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? They're more analytical. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. I don't know. It's just, this is just the... can't cut that up. No. No, we'll just have this part and not explain the rest. Fair enough, fair enough. So, I don't know, I just, that's... I find these weird categories, right? There's some people that want like watching zit videos and some people that don't. They're disgusted by it. Some people that really like cows and some people that really like tractors. And it, you know, you find these weird comparisons, you know, cat people versus dog people, yeah. right? Coke versus Pepsi, whatever it is, right? For the more you know, vague, you know, kind of modern comparisons. But I want to know, what, is this genetics? Is this yeah, just I mean, not all the time? Like, I mean, we know the cilantro thing is, but right, yeah, I think some people are just. I think it's behavioral because, like, if you like having like seeing weird things and experiencing like things that make you feel different in like the pimple popper thing, hmm. 
as opposed to people that don't, they're not going to watch it. Yeah. So I think it's a, part, of it, part of it is probably behavioral. I think for the, the, the pimple popping thing specifically, I think there's also a... And I've actually <laughs> done some theorizing about this, but there's also an element of like a pressure release. So when you... Oh, it's like those satisfying videos? Yeah, it's like those satisfying videos where it's like, okay, there's there's pressure. Because the idea... Uh, we don't we don't have to keep talking about, you know, pimples. But the, the idea of a, an encased, you know, capsule, and it, there's, there's pressure on it. And when that capsule bursts, there's a release of pressure and of the fluid, etc., or whatever, right? Sorry, we don't have to keep going on this, but... The, <laughs> my, your, your hand gestures are not helping. <laughs> We're so lucky we haven't transitioned to video yet. I'm surprised you're not like shadow puppetry on the wall. (laughs) This large circle and pressure bursts out. Right, but I think there's something in our, whatever, our lizard brain part of our minds where it goes, oh, I get a release from this, right? There's a, there's, you know what I mean? Not to make it weird, but I think that that's part of a, an innate thing in our brains that we think, oh, we want, we get pressure release from watching this, you know, zip popping video. I think it's an anxiety thing. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You're watching it and you know, you know what will happen. There's, yeah, yeah. there's a And your anxiety is that, okay, but like, maybe something different will happen. Okay. And then when you see it, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, so that's what The happened. same thing that, happened. That's what nice. happened and it, and it looks like that. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, that's the definition of insanity. Because I think right? I think that's the attraction to those like you know super satisfying videos and all that. That it's the anxiety of like, okay, well, I know what this is going to look like, but maybe I'm wrong. And so like when they cut through like the the ball of you know the the ball of uh, elastic bands, and it's they all snap loose and they fly yeah. everywhere. It's like, okay, well, it it subverted my expectation. Yeah. You want to talk about subverting well, expectations? What, what was the look you when I said ball? In your, in oh, your... I was just picturing a giant pimple. Oh, okay. mm. I wasn't going to do that. Everyone listening, please imagine a giant pimple. Or, just the, no, or is, you're, don't. You're saying this only for us because it's not making it in. <laughs> okay, fine, whatever. Okay. Anyways, subverting expectations. There is a new show coming out on Netflix. And we're not, we don't have to talk about shows again. But they the premise of this show is that there it's a game show. And it's called "Is This Cake?" I saw that on like you know how Netflix when it's idle it like scrolls through everything. Yes. Uh, like uh, my wife and I, we were sitting on the couch just like talking while Netflix did that in the background, and that came up. But like the conversation we were having was too serious for me to be like, "Hang on, d- look, this show's called Is This Cake? Is this what I think it is? Mm-hmm. And is it, it so, is. Is it just those things where it's like something looks like a shoe, but they cut into it, and it's cake? Oh, those are just." And those have been around forever. But now it's a show on Netflix. But now it's a show. So there's three people on the stage, and then this revolving wall turns, and there's the the clip that I saw was four antique sewing machines all in a row. And you have to pick the one that is cake. And if you get it wrong, you get kicked off the show, I think. And if you get it, then you win money, maybe. I don't know. I didn't pay attention that much. That is a premise for a show. That's I mean, a premise. I've seen some very elaborate ones that do that. That, that oh do yeah, that, those things. But like, yeah, sewing machine. That's something else. Yeah, that'd be like hard work. That's wild. Man. Yeah, that's that's like months of yeah. figuring out how to make it look like that. Yeah, and then executing. Is but, that your uh, is that your media recommendation for the week? Is is this cake? No, I because I haven't seen it, so I can't. You see know who would be a good host for that? 
Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> What's he doing now? Probably not much. I, I don't know. I haven't seen him in anything he's, in years. He's riding the People vs. O.J. Simpson wave. Maybe. Do you ever, do you ever wonder about those people that their claim to fame is that they played the bad guy, or they played like a serial killer in a movie? And you think, is that who you want to be? At, yeah. I don't know. Like that Zac Efron movie where he was... Yeah, where he was Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. I wouldn't say that's his claim to fame, but... No, High School Musical. Mm. He was in his prime. Oof. I think he's more famous for coming from something like High School Musical to becoming a movie star. Yeah. Like, that's his fame. That's fair. Not so much the roles that he the has. The Disney and like Channel. still being successful. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't fall off the rails like the Miley Cyrus style. She's still successful, too, though. She's had some ups and downs. Well, I mean, yeah, she's crazy, but, like, yeah. you have to be crazy to work in that business. Like, I, yeah, I think I guess. that's the thing that annoys me. Like, when people get on Miley Cyrus's case about, like, being crazy, it's like, you, A, have to be to work in that business, and, B, she grew up in that. Yeah, like, that's exactly you're it. You're gonna too. have screws loose. Teenagers already have a hard time, and, yeah, imagine that you're, you're making thousands to millions more than your friends that you're going to school with or or homeschool whatever i mean that is a thing for yeah, actors mm-hmm. but actors and musicians but like anybody else that you know that you would hang out in your free time with like you're making millions like yeah. how, what would that do to you yeah yeah just that and then everything else you have to do and with. i think like it's it's a shame to see people like and, and i'm not coming down on you oh all. please go ahead um I, it's a shame to hear people like talk down to people like Miley Cyrus who like wear their crazy on their sleeve like mm. I think that's admirable to be like, I don't even think she's like a, like a, something that you would point to and be like that's not what to, to do like she's still yeah she's still successful yeah if anything I'd say like uh, maybe Lindsay Lohan is more the cautionary Ooh. tale yeah because they were both around the, around the same time but again I think that similarly popular that comes from not wearing the crazy on your sleeve. That comes from being told you can't be crazy. Yeah, like, you have to have the perfect image. Yeah, be that child exactly. star, yeah. walk that fame, yeah. and then oh, when you're not, the cameras aren't on. You're you're so depressed, and yeah. you're into drugs, and you're just your life. Is yeah, if you, if you don't have an outlet for it, yeah. and, you're, and you're not allowed to have an outlet for it, the you, reason yeah. that Miley Cyrus hasn't had like <clears throat> a big uh, drug scandal or anything like that is because she's just open about it. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. just who she is, yeah. Yeah. and that's fine. Yeah, I, I honestly think she probably took that lesson from Lohan. Which is probably, like, yeah. yeah so you'll be open about it. No one's going to cause a scandal if you're you're the one telling them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At least she doesn't have a conservatorship. I just, who did I just hear? I saw an article be like, so and so is Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes, Bynes yeah. is, is finally getting rid of hers after yeah. like. Nine years, which is baffling because who cares about Amanda Bynes <laughs> yeah. right now? There's probably still a lot of money in her name, though. Probably. Maybe so, yeah. some account somewhere. She's but still she making hasn't money. Been doing anything in ten years? Yeah. Doesn't matter. She's she's got royalties coming no, in from I, Disney Channel. I hear you. I get it, but it, I don't know. I just no, no. You're not like, relevant. She's the man. Is still playing on cable all the time. Such a good movie. It's a good movie. Do you guys know they're remaking uh, Fairy Godparents? No. Why appearance. they just stopped making it? It's like oh, so fair, fairly oddler. Yeah, it's, it's fairly it, odder. Yeah, and it's a cross between live action and cartoon. Yeah, it's stupid. And it looks awful, real bad. Folks, don't watch TV these days. Okay, it's not great. That's Mike's uh, anti-recommendation media recommendation for the week. Well, yeah, 
Should we get into this? Zach, you got something this week? What's something that you actually liked this week, Zach? Oh, you know what, actually? Came across something today. Okay. Uh, something that was outside of what I'm normally into. I listened to The Weeknd's new album, cover to cover, and it is very, very good. He's, like, a, he's a good artist. It's some of the best pop music I've heard in a very long time. Maybe since that last Daft Punk album. That was the last pop album that like really grabbed me. Is he the one that goes, ooh, I'm blinded by yeah. the lights? Yeah, great yeah, song. Yeah, it's on that album. The album is an experience. I, really? Yeah, it's like really seamless. Like The whole thing flows together really nicely. There's these interludes, because the album's called Don FM. Okay. So there's these interludes in the album um, that are narrated by Jim Carrey. Love um, That set the album up as like as a play from a radio station called Don FM. Fun. Yeah. It's really cool. Like, it's a very... And, and, like, aside of just being a really strong pop album, it, like, works great as a full piece of music. It's it's great. I He has a great voice. He does. He really does. Yeah. I, I've always liked his music. Like, even if he was super overplayed on the radio when Can't Feel My Face came out. Like, yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah. And he's Canadian. I mean, the whole, the whole premise of a movie that... Or, not a movie. Sorry. A song on that's overplayed on the radio is that this song is so good. Yeah, it's so catchy that yeah. like, people don't want to stop listening to it. Yeah. And I think that goes back to what we discussed on the previous episode that we they make these their these songs are formulated. They're yeah. not formulated, but they're they're formulated to be hits. Yeah, right. And I think that that's and that's kind of what I liked about this weekend album is there's some songs on there that are too weird for the radio. Mm. which I'm on board for. I love yeah. that. I like that he can write a song like Blinding Lights, which is like one of the catchiest songs I've heard in a really long time. I don't know if I've heard that one. Oh, oh you It's have. great. Yeah. You d- almost certainly have if you've gone anywhere in the last year. Okay. Yeah. I, I, maybe I don't know the names of the songs. We haven't probably have. Yeah, that's true. Fair. Yeah. But it's, it's a good song, and that album has some, some real wacky stuff on it. I like it. Okay, let me ask you this. Um, do you think that we still need the radio. <laughs> I know a surprising amount of people that still listen to the radio. Talk about satellite radio, internet radio, just radio in general, like AM, AM, FM. FM. Yeah. There's a whatever. lot of people that still listen to the radio. But that's the thing. I'm one of those people. I'm. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is the the modern rustic in me, but I like the classic idea of the radio. I don't want to know what the next song is going to be. Yeah. I don't want to know whatever right i like the spontaneity of it i like the the illusion that i have control because i can pick the radio station but i don't have control because i don't know what they're going to play next i don't know what they're going to talk about i don't know if the weather report's coming or if they're going to do another song yeah i don't know i just feel like nowadays every time i turn on the radio it's commercials Mm. i have a very hard time finding music on the radio (laughs) yeah unfortunately the reality is they probably have to have so many to because they stay afloat to stay more, than, more than yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I there and I guess this this is part of the the modern rustic philosophy. But is this because I'm trying to make a one point on the podcast about it? But um, is is radio something that should just slowly go away, or is it something that we should keep because it's a valuable asset? I don't think it'll ever go away because the idea of somebody curating. A playlist to an audience that you know some or all of it they would 
necessarily pick out and listen to on their own mm. is still attractive to a lot of people. Like I, I still like the radio. Yeah, I love. Or, it. Whereas like satellite radio is is already kind of like like other music apps where you see the list and you can kind of scroll through and you know what they're going to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's less commercials on satellite radio, right? Probably. Or yeah. no commercials? Uh, I think it depends. Yeah. I think, isn't that the one where you, you pay for satellite radio? Yeah, you have radio? to pay monthly. Yeah. Yeah. Sirius XM or yeah. whatever? Okay. Yeah, no, I just, I love, I like the feeling, I jump in my truck, I turn her on, and I just drive, and the radio goes on automatically, and it's already set to the station I want, and it just, it's great. And I just... It's music. I also like, I enjoy Sunday mornings because uh, they there's a station that I listen to, I think it's Country 107.1, and they do country classics in the mornings, in, on Sunday mornings, so I can listen to all the songs that you don't really hear anymore. It's great. Or it might be JRFM. One of the two country stations in Abbotsford. You guys know them. Anyway, Sunday morning classics, country classics. Oh, it's so nice. It's so relaxing. But... I don't know. There's something about the radio that's timeless, you know? And, and I have another point to make after that, but I don't know. Just. It's really good to So it's so that I don't forget. So no no segue necessary. Keep me accountable. Um, Did you know that the guy who invented the segue died by driving off of a cliff? Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh. It's, I'm going to laugh every time you do that. <laughs> I will do it every episode. Please. Yeah. Why not? I'll get one in every time. I don't doubt that for a moment. Hon- the- honestly, running bits probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna catch our next guest off guard, and I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. next week. Um. Okay. Uh. Anyways, I think it's just a really beautiful thing. The radio. I think that it's something that connects people, and I think it's spontaneous, and it still has usefulness in the modern society. And I don't think they should get rid of it. Yeah, it's the same reason we still have DJs. Yeah, it it is. I, I, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean to have a personality that's picking out your music for you, like there's yeah, there's merit to that. Yeah, and kind of picks out a tone of how the music kind of runs into, yeah. into each other. Yeah, yeah. I um, well, my other point was was this that we always live in such a bubble in North America. I follow. Do you want to pop that bubble? <sighs> It'd be such a pressure release. <laughs> Anyways, I I follow this this non for profit um, organization in Africa, and it's Farm Radio International, and they essentially we don't really understand how important radio is because we're so used to it. But the in Africa in those rural areas that they just got radio. And this company, this, not company, but this organization is is essentially uh, investing in giving everybody radios, basically, and yeah. putting stuff on the radio that's important, especially for farmers. Basically, hey, it's going to rain next week. Plan accordingly, right, essentially. Yeah. But that has changed people's lives. Yeah. It's nuts. You go from no contact with other people, just like, hey, I'm, you know, working my crops, working my fields. And then you have a radio, and you actually have this beautiful connection to the rest of the world. And they give out, you know, agricultural advice. They tell you what to plant and when. It's so cool. Yeah, there's merit to radio for sure. Yeah, the widespread sharing of information to a bunch of people at the same time is Mm -hmm. it's valuable. 
Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, it's really cool to think that they, all they have to do is get radio and it changes the entire infrastructure of these ag- these rural agricultural communities. Yeah, because yeah, it, it's a social thing, whereas, like, if you're on Spotify and you're listening to a playlist and you'd be like, oh, you should listen to this playlist. I really enjoyed it. It's it's more personal, where it's not social, where it's like you turn it into one radio station, everyone that's listening to that radio station is all hearing it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shared experience, yeah. which is becoming less and less of a common thing, I think. Yeah. Just, That's why Twitch yeah. is so so successful. Yeah, everybody yeah. watching the same thing at the same time. I was watching some Twitch earlier this week. I was too. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of Twitch. But I hope it wasn't like one of those like hot tub girls. Or, well, that's don't ask me what I watch. Emerith? is that it? I don't know what that means. I don't. I don't do Twitch. She's the one that started that, and yeah, she's a very a very smart businesswoman. Yeah. Oh, this is a Canadian charity actually. Farm Raid Farm. So I'm on the the website now because I I get their newsletter, but I always forget what they say. Farm Radio International, Canadian charity uniquely focused on using radio to strengthen African farming communities. <sighs> so cool. Is that your recommendation for the week? It's going to be, yeah. Okay, it might there we go. Be. Yeah. <laughs> I had some other stuff planned. There's this really great Netflix uh, documentary anthology series called Rotten. I'm almost done the first season. So good. Well, not so, so good because they kind of, they amp up the 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 sinister elements of it a little bit too much, but it's a documentary, so they kind of have to make yeah. it whatever. Have you guys watched that, uh, the boys animated thing that's on? No, I wanted, like, I watched the trailer for it. It looks really good. The trailer good. looks great. Uh, I think it just came out like the, other, like, yeah. the day before. Mm. Uh, also, new season of Picard. Oh, really? You watched yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Second season just started. I don't know anybody that actually watches it. I don't know. A couple guys I work with watch it. It was different. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. There, we live in a world now where you can pick the your show that you watch and nobody else sees it, but it's still somehow popular. Yeah. But it's Patrick Stewart. No, no, I'm not knocking the show. Itself. No, I'm saying like that alone had me. I'm like it's Patrick Stewart. I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. As yeah. someone who's not really a Trekkie and I never really got into it, um, I would watch it. You don't have to, especially with this. It's so different than the other ones. Hmm. Which is why I like it. It's a different way of telling stories, but with a familiar character. Yeah. It's, it is more of a modern TV show, but like done in the franchise of what, what's come previously. Yeah. Did you, sorry, I'm changing topics again, but uh, there was a show on Netflix called Another Life. I've recommended it to you guys before, and it just finished its second season with uh, Katie Sackhoff as the lead. Um, You're telling me about that. Great little sci fi romp. They, of course, canceled it after the second season, as the they Netflix always movie. do. I heard that. <sighs> I was so sad to hear that, because it was great. The way they did the aliens and stuff, super cool. Um, but yeah, I I was so enraged, because Netflix cancels all the good shows after two seasons. Yeah. And I know that that's the Netflix, whatever they call it, the Netflix syndrome, or whatever yeah. it is. It wouldn't be so bad if they would, like just have a plan from the beginning and let their shows have natural endings because yes. I don't want to sh- start a show on Netflix because I know it's not going to end in a satisfying way. Mm-hmm. Why would I start anything on Netflix? Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And if they told the creators of that show, hey, you're done after two seasons. Yeah. And I would assume that they they, they tell them up front, like, we're going to give you a green light for this long. Yeah. If you don't perform, that's it. 
Mm-hmm. And they have to know that by now, especially because it's because it's a well-known thing yeah. that Netflix does this. And they, I don't know, they don't, like, they don't, they don't, they don't condense it down to be satisfying. And that's what they did with Stranger Things. When they bought Stranger Things, the Duffer Brothers said, "We have four seasons. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like we know where the story's going, and it's ending after four seasons." Yeah. Which I think more shows should do that. Breaking Bad was the same way. I thought Vince they were going to make another Stranger Things season. Yeah, the fourth season is oh. coming out this year. Okay. Yeah, it's it's been coming for a long time. Yeah, Yeah. but like they just released a thing in the past couple weeks. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, they're releasing the last season, I think, in two parts over the summer, Mm. and it's coming to an end. It's going to be over. Yeah, which Which I'm excited to see where they take it. It was a great show. I. (laughs) It was a great. Yeah, it's not over yet, but um, (laughs) I actually prefer. It's been a great show. Yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying when you say I can't start a show that just came out on Netflix because you don't know where it's going. I shout out to the OA. <laughs> I remember that show. That show was so good. Yeah. They canceled it after two seasons, even though it was big. Yeah. And I hated it. For, I hated Netflix for it. You guys disgust me. Anyways, it, you still make great stuff, so I still love it. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. That show, the One Hundred, still on? No, they canceled that. I worked on an episode of that show. Did you really? Did you? Did. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I worked on one day of one episode of that show. Tell me more. I, I, there's really not much to say. I was a PA. What's so, that? A, a production assistant. Literally bottom of the totem pole on a on a show set. What does that mean, though? Uh, it meant that I stood outside in the freezing rain, uh, going back and forth between uh, talking on a walkie-talkie, telling people to be quiet, and chipping ice so the actors didn't slip while they were walking around. We were just in like a big uh, rock quarry. So you were integral. <sighs> Could have slipped. In. What if they had slipped? It's Got true. hurt. Oh, that yeah. production. They didn't have to go you're, to the you're out, of, you're out of work. Well, you only worked for an episode anyway. But... Yeah. You saved someone from going to the chiropractor's. <laughs> you should be proud of God, yourself. God, that's my life's purpose. Right. You saved an actor who would have failed and gone to chi- into chiropractic. <laughs> <laughs> if they hadn't gotten that, that, that shot with the 100. I feel way better now. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if there was an actor and he's walking, he slips on the ice, falls, hurts himself, and there is an up-and-coming person there that says, oh man, I was going to go into acting, but now I'll be a chiropractor. So I just said that. Did you? I just that said literally that exact thing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, thought you were saying something else. Uh, I'm so glad Russell pays attention. Yeah. yeah. We can cut that if you want. Anyways. Oh, it's great. Um, <laughs> I forgot where I was going with any of this. Well, you, you, well, why don't I say something? You can say it again. Please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so why, why didn't you? Why'd you quit that, sir? Well, uh, typically with uh, with PA work, they only hire you for a day at a time. Oh. Like it's pretty rare for a PA to get a season's worth of work. Okay. So, I uh, I had a friend who, uh, yeah, I had a friend who was the what was she the first AD? No, that didn't sound right. I can't remember what her position was, but she was basically pretty high up in in the locations department which is the department the pas work in okay uh and she got me a day on the set when i first moved down here and yeah awesome yeah hmm. now she's like she's working in, in pretty high up uh she's like a technical assistant director last time i talked to her so oh wow yeah she's like she's a big deal think she'll come on the podcast i haven't talked to her in years doesn't mean she won't yeah all right we've done the shout outs is there anything else 
Feels like it's funny. I mean, I was just going to talk more about TV shows. Um, I think we've talked enough about TV shows and movies. You're not wrong. I think, we need, wrong. I think we need to put some gap in that <laughs> next time yeah, we talk about it. We're not. Sorry, folks. Uh, but honestly, yeah. we did a bunch of interviews. So we didn't really talk about TV. Well, it's we, true. We talked but, about Victor, I guess, but that was a while ago. Yeah, the last couple of interviews, we barely talked about Shout movies. out to Victor. We had to get it out of our system. Yeah. yeah. Be ready for the next guest. I agree. Um, yeah, that's probably going to be a wrap for us, folks. If you have any other questions, you can email us at themodernrusticpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram. Uh, yeah, hit that uh, subscribe button and tell your friends. Amen. Bye. <laughs>